0: It's time for episode 338 of the Clockwise Podcast from Relay FM. Recorded Wednesday, March 18th, 2020. Clockwise, four people, four tech topics, 30 minutes.
1: Welcome back to Clockwise, the tech podcast that's happy to join you on your commute, even if that commute is just from your bedroom to your kitchen table. I am your co-host, Micah Sargent, and I am joined across the internet, across the United States, and across from me at this table, my friend and co-host, Dan Moore. And how you doing, Dan?
0: Uh, I kind of ran out of steam there at the end, huh?
1: I did. I got a little confused there at the end because I wasn't ready for a third thing to say.
0: Yeah, they said, we remind all those listeners out there, this show is not as easy as it looks. <laughs> <laughs> it don't try not. it at
1: home. <laughs> Please don't try it at home. That's why we are here with two awesome guests. Eh, got my steam back. Uh, to my left is the woman, the laugh, the legend, the senior editor at iMore, and of course, awesome psychotherapist, it is
0: Georgia Dow. Hi, Georgia.
2: I- I'm so excited to be here. Oh. I really am. Happy to have you here, yay!
0: And to my left is a first timer here on Clockwise. It's the chief mobile opinionist and podcaster at Tech Travel Geeks. It's Matteo Doni. Welcome, Matteo. Thank
3: you for having me. It's a pleasure to be on the show. We are delighted to have you. Delighted,
0: and I'm
1: delighted to kick things off here. You know how this works: 30 minutes, four topics, and here's mine. I'm curious. Uh, Sorry for folks who are wanting an immediate break from things. I'd like to know how everybody uh, answers the question, how has technology helped or hindered your social distancing methods? Georgia Dow, let's start with you.
2: So for me, it has been a great boon, because I've done almost most of my sessions have been through Skype or phone calls, which is lovely. So as a psychotherapist, many people don't want to go into a medical clinic right now, but we can still do our sessions through the wonderful world of Skype or FaceTime. And so we're still getting all that social interaction, but from a distance.
0: Yeah, uh, for me, I think it's actually what's, what's actually kind of fun about it is that it has made a lot of the people like who I am friends with have become, because they're working from home and because everybody's sort of craving that social contact, friends who I had often like sort of you know, fallen out of contact with or like would just talk to on Skype or various like text or something like that are now like, yeah, let's do a video chat. Yeah, let's play games on the Xbox, right? Like all of a sudden, everyone's a little starved for human (laughs) contact. So the technology has really made it feasible for us to like get in touch and, you know, hang out and sort of get a little little release from all the stuff that's going on. So I think it has been a huge uh, benefit that we have access to these technologies in these kind of times. Mateo, what
3: about you? I'm pretty much the same as Dan. Uh, I work in a global team. Uh, We're never in the same place at the same time. And this is just uh, business as usual uh, for for most of us. What has been interesting is I have been reaching out to friends and family more. They've been reaching out to me. This has enabled me to be much more connected to friends and family around the world who sometimes I have, have been out of touch with it's a very interesting uh, thing that's bringing more people into the connected uh, communication methods that we're all we, some of us all use day to day
1: today is my grandma's 70th birthday and obviously anybody who has a birthday in march or april gets to reschedule um <laughs> for for later in the year and uh that's not the case You know, right now that she can really have a birthday in person. So we're planning on using some of these services to uh, be in touch with her. And yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited that the technology is there and I'm glad that everybody is getting stuff out of it. All right, Georgia Dow, what is your topic for us?
2: So this is in, in a little bit in my field house, but I was wanting to know what are people doing to not catch hold of that contagion effect when people are all worried around you and the media is pushing all of these anxious, worried stories because that's what, how the media works. It makes you click. Um, what are you doing in order to stay calm and happy, and relaxed, and peaceful during a time when other people are saying we're really panic-stricken. So I'll throw that to Dan for the first answer.
0: Am I allowed to say whiskey, or is that...
2: (laughs) Yes, you can. Of course you can.
0: Uh, I mean... In in reasonable quantities. I'm not overdoing. No. Um, yeah. This is tricky, right? Because you're totally right. We're we're that the downside kind of of what we just talked about with technologies that we're all plugged in all the time and the fire hose is always there and the fire hose is now like used to be the fire hose like sprayed a little bit in all these different directions. And now it's like a real concentrated like we're talking about this all of the time. Um. So for me, you know, there's a few things that I found beneficial. I actually really like the Apple Watches um, Breathe app. Um, I don't have it on to set the reminders, but I do use it like when I can feel that coming on, like, oh, man, I'm just super stressed. I will often just, you know, step away from the computer, uh, step outside on the porch if I can and just use it for a minute or two to do like the deep breathing and just sort of like center myself. And I actually find that to be really helpful. Um, I've also, you know, as I mentioned in the first topic, I also have been playing video games and I really love this game called Sea of Thieves, which is a a game I play with some friends, but I also played alone because it has one of those sort of you know mechanics where it's like you're on a boat and i can like sail my little boat out into the middle of the water and i can sit on my boat and fish off my boat and it's very calming like there's something very relaxing about it for me so i've found that to be a really good stress outlet is just doing a calming activity that like i can't do right now like it's it's harder to go outside and go find a place to just sit around and relax um but that sort of provides a simulacrum of that so uh you know and whiskey uh mateo what about you
3: (laughs) Um, I, I share the whiskey with you. Um, obviously my whiskey doesn't have an E and is prefaced by scotch, uh, <laughs> because I live in Edinburgh. <laughs> but, uh, what I will say is apart from the whiskey, which is usually a nice, uh, relaxant in the evening, um, I am very aware of the fact that what is unfolding in, in front of us uh, at a global level, I have no real impact on. There's nothing much I can do about it. What I can do is either be in touch with friends and family, speak to them, make sure that uh, everyone I know has the right information and can move forward. And I just use my usual discipline of only checking the news two, three times a day, at times when I have time to sit down and actually go through it. During the day in my day-to-day job, I have two curated feeds which I have as Slack channels in my personal Slack instance, and those are for the mobile industry and the travel industry. Um, those are curated feeds, and I only look at them when I actually need to. So it's a bit about self-discipline, and I'm making sure that I'm aware that apart from all the advised uh, self-isolation things that I have been doing, there's not much else I can do. And so the news is something I dedicate some time to, but I don't constantly keep tabs on it. Uh well I have to say um I so
1: I think I am doing a good job of coping with the anxiety of it uh but that unfortunately doesn't involve a lot of avoiding um, it. I uh, was talking a little bit before the show, kind of among my family. I'm the. <laughs> I like how Dan put it. I'm the Snopes.com, um, where folks, you know, I'm, I've got a group chat with my family, and so they'll post things in there. Micah, is this true? Is this is this false? Is this something that I should be worried about? Um, so I'm trying to stay aware for that sake, and and uh, be there in that way. But I have to say, I am not experiencing a whole lot of anxiety uh, about things right now. I do, you know, take a break, pull away and spend time with. I've got two animals to spend time with. I've got a partner to spend time with. I've got um, shows like, uh, Georgie, you were just talking about shows on on Netflix and things uh, to, to spend time with. So, um, yeah, because at... My job, we, you know, uh, while we're talking about tech, we're also talking about this stuff. Uh, and in my personal life with uh, being there for family and friends who need help sort of sorting through the, the noise, there isn't a whole lot of an opportunity to avoid, but the anxiety is not really, um, not too much of an effect right now, which I am happy about. Georgia, what are your final thoughts and responses?
2: So um if you are, if anyone out there is feeling anxious or nervous or sometimes it's not even that you're nervous but everyone else is nervous and you can kind of feed off of that I would say one is stay away from too much media you want to be really careful what you know goes into your brain you want to have good brain nutrition so if you're feeling anxious maybe stay away a little bit from social media and news articles for that but also increase your fun laughter is really great Um, doing things to keep yourself busy Um, idle time is that devil's playground for your brain. Um, I love that people are playing video games and meeting up with people that they make them feel happy. If anyone that you have around you is too anxious and nervous, maybe also just maybe put a little bit of social distance with them as well, not because they're contagious, but because their anxiety may be. And we need to be aware of what affects us versus what doesn't. So we're planning board games and puzzles and fun things to do together. And um, I'm also doing some video games. Mine are VR. So I'm doing Arizona Sunshine, which is a zombie apocalypse game, which I love. And uh, my husband and kids are playing uh, the new Ori game, Will of the Wisps, which is beautiful and really well laid out, a little bit difficult, but a lot of fun and good to kind of give you a nice distraction through the day as we're all kind of staying home and hunkering down.
1: All righty, folks. It is, as I am seeing now, halftime, so let's go ahead and head there. This episode of Clockwise is brought to you by Indeed. When you start your hiring process, you might have a few questions. Will you get good applicants to choose from? How can you narrow down by education and experience, and how will you know you've made the right hire? Well, that is where Indeed comes in. It has millions of great candidates that are using the service every day to find their next opportunity. You can post a job in minutes And use screener questions to help you quickly create your short list of applicants. Plus, you can add a skills test to your job post. So you can be confident in your applicant's abilities. And Indeed's library of more than 50 skills tests range from industry-specific skills like accounting to general aptitude tests like critical thinking. In fact, Indeed gives you the smart tools to make hiring decisions quickly and the confidence that you're making the right hire for your team. You can go and post your job today at Indeed.com slash clockwise and you're going to get a free sponsored job upgrade on your first posting. That's Indeed.com slash clockwise. Terms, conditions, and exclusions apply. And this offer is valid through March 31st, 2020. Our thanks so much to Indeed for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. All right, we're back from halftime, which means it's time for Dan's topic. What you got for us?
0: Well, I'm continuing along the theme today. So, of course, it's a brave new world and many of us are working from home. I'm kind of curious to know if you've got any tips, whether this is something that you've learned recently because you've just started working from home or whether you're a long time
3: work from homer.
0: Mateo, why don't you kick us off here?
3: Um, I'll preface this by saying that I am office-based, but uh, work from home quite frequently. Uh, whether I'm working on the roads or from actual home, there's quite a few disciplines that help me uh, stay productive, but also have a bit of structure in my life. So I like having a structured day where I start the day off with a shower, coffee, breakfast, maybe reading the news, and then I'll focus on my to-do list for the day for work from home. And where possible, I try sitting at a desk with a good uh, clear view of my screen and, as much as possible, avoid going and working from bed or the sofa uh, just to avoid the distractions. And where necessary, for example, when I'm on calls or recording podcasts, I have to close my cats out of the room because sometimes they get quite needy and decide that they want to chime in. So I would say the, the thing that really is... Key for me is having structure in my day, having a to-do list, and making sure that that becomes my, my routine.
1: I used to work from home. Um, I think one of the big things is limiting distractions. Uh, I really do believe there is something to not going to work in your pajamas, even if you are just down the hallway, uh, your, your office is just down the hallway, getting ready, uh, treating the day like it is a separate thing is very helpful. Never, ever, 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 ever work from your bed. Um, in fact, the most recent sleep science suggests that uh, reading in your bed may even be disruptive to sleep. Um, Only uh, sexual activities and sleep are the things that are meant to happen in your bed and everything else should not happen there. Uh, So that's something to be very aware of so that it doesn't disrupt your sleep. And then uh, I think for sure... paying attention to ergonomics, if you can help it, if you can uh, remember your posture. Yes, it's not easy to go buy a, a new chair or something like that. But remembering your posture and uh, making sure to get up and get a sip of water if you don't have some with you. And uh, walking around a little bit are all very helpful things to sort of help the work from home experience not be too terrible.
2: Oh, well, these are great suggestions. Um, if you're choosing to work from home, or now you kind of are working from home, um, I think that it's really good to 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 do that. Turn off distractions. We often then try to multitask and do many things, so you, it's better to do one thing at a time and only do that one thing. So try to plan your activities to start something and complete it because a lot of the time when you're working from home or even if you're working from work, multitasking doesn't happen. It takes a lot of time to get everything set up to get started. And then if you stop it, you have to do that set up time again. So start something and if possible, try to get it completed, not perfect, just good enough and sent out. But try not to answer emails, text messages, Facebook, Instagram at the same time as you're doing it. Turn those off so that you can be productive in the time that you're working, and then when you're done work, you're done work. Have work hours so that a lot of times when we're working from home, we're working many more hours than the eight hours that we would be usually doing. It's much easier when you're at a building or somewhere else that you can turn off when you're not in that space. So if possible, if you have the luxury of that, create a workspace and that's where you work. And so that you know when your eight hours or however hours you're supposed to work are done, are done. You're also done. They shouldn't be answering emails and contacts just because you're at home. That doesn't mean you're working for a full day. And if possible, create a Zen space. Clear that out. Clear it away of distractions. Have something to drink to stay hydrated. But the space should feel relaxed and it's just about work. And then when you leave that space, then you can kind of turn off that work mode, and now you can rela- relax. And this is your space to be able to enjoy, have fun, play video games, laugh, and do other things.
0: I think these are all great tips. Uh, I I worked I've worked from home for like fourteen years, so I you know have been doing this a long time, and even so. There are things that I need to be reminded about because I usually took a break, I would go work from a coffee shop for a couple hours to stretch my legs, get a change of scenery, and I'm not doing that anymore. So I'm really in the house, you know, from you know, morning till night. And there are things I like last night I was doing a podcast late at night. And I came in, and talked to my wife afterwards, I was like, man, my eyes are really, like, stinging all of a sudden. And she's like, when was the last time you were looking at something that was not a screen? I was like, oh, yeah, I guess I have been <laughs> looking at the screen for several hours in a row. So, you know, I this morning set up a thing to remind me to take breaks every hour, Get not just to get up and stretch my legs, but also to, like, you know, look at something else that is not a screen. Um, I think all your, your points about like divvying up the time and having a space to do this and not just sort of, you know, treating it like I'm hanging out at my house, but also kind of doing some work. I think all those things are really important. Um, for me also, I just, I need to, especially with the situation, the way it is right now, I need to take a walk every day just to get out of the house, just to get some exercise. So I've been making sure that, you know, in the afternoon I go out for half an hour and just stroll around the neighborhood, uh, stretch my legs and all of that. I think that's really important. Uh, And there are, of course, many more uh, great tips out there. I will point everybody to uh, our friend Glenn Fleischman wrote a book called Take Control of Working from Home, which you can get. uh, And it's got a lot of great tips in there from plenty of people who have got a lot of work from home experience. So check that out. We'll put a
3: link in the show notes.
0: All right. Thank you all for that. Let's go to our last topic, which comes from Mateo.
3: Thanks, Dan. Uh, So obviously, we were all working from home uh, and we probably, if we've been doing this for a while, have always had that one colleague or that one person who has a network connectivity issues, this one person who's dropping in and out of calls or missing out on meetings and things. How do you think the current situation uh, will form the future planning of infrastructure of connectivity? Do you think this will be a test that will then convince governments and institutions to invest in our infrastructure more.
1: I think it's going to be less about sort of the professional space, um, the the commerce space and, and business space, and more about the fact that so many schools right now are having to switch to online learning. Uh, the state of Kansas, they just decided that they are ceasing in-person school year for the rest of the academic year. Um, and we'll be going to online learning for the rest of the school year. But in doing so, you've got these, these uh, students who need to be able to work online. And if they can't get access, or there's internet connection issues, I think that's going to shift the way that we're thinking about these things in the future. So certainly, um, I think that yes, uh, there will be a, a rethinking or not necessarily rethinking but improvement to the infrastructure because of it Georgia what do you think
2: so I'm I am as as being the Canadian I'm gonna go all the way in with this and I believe that we're going to start looking at these as not just a utility but a basic need that we all have a lot of people that are working for from home may not be able to afford to have um, internet access and I think that that needs to change I believe since usually it is our governments that have put most of the money into building this in infrastructure it should become a basic need commodity that should be free to everyone because it isn't fair that some people will be able to still attend school in these cases and be able to have more and more learning is happening over the internet or more of the education even if you're at school and you go in a lot of the work is done through the internet and i think that it's something that as we see how much this affects us, more and more people are going to be saying that, you know what, this should not be expensive or it should be either A, exceptionally affordable or two, I'll go all the way in, completely free. And I think more people are going to be asking for that.
0: I think that's a great point, especially because that that of divide tends to only widen you know the people who are already disadvantaged by preventing them from getting access to learning which is you know something that makes things even worse Uh, I agree it's been interesting to see the responses of some of these companies like uh, in here in the US uh, a couple of the big ones like AT&T and Comcast I think have essentially removed their data caps which has had a lot of people point out that like well if you're removing your data caps then maybe you didn't need them in the first place and that was just a way to get more money out of people hmm so I think this will change a lot of fundamental things. Uh, the distance learning thing, Micah, was a great point, especially because a lot of I happen to know people who work in education and a lot of these institutions are scrambling because they didn't have good plans for handling this at scale. Likewise, a lot of big companies are having to you know, maybe realize, oh, no, we didn't have a work from home policy or we didn't really have it set up so that people could get secure access to the information they need to. I, I don't think this is the last time, sadly, that we'll see something like this um, I hopefully it won't be as severe in the future. But that's the whole point. Like maybe this is the time to start planning for how do we roll these things out as policies in the future so that if a situation like this does occur again, we are ready for it. And I think uh, encouraging people for the to have the flexibility of working from home, um, if they can is a great option in the future too, because it opens up a lot of job markets, right? Like if you don't have to mandate that somebody is in a physical office, you can widen your job pool to a lot more places geographically. So there's a lot of stuff I think that is going to change, and I think it's going to change rapidly. Um, What really I think makes a difference is how long this goes on, because the longer it goes on, the more likely I think it's to have a lasting change. If it's over rather quickly, and I, I sadly don't think it will be uh, you know that can oftentimes be uh, swept under the the memory rug, as it were. But I think this is going to have long lasting impacts.
3: I, I agree with all points. Um, I think that this is maybe uh, the moment when people realize that we haven't been investing enough in the infrastructure, and as Georgia was suggesting, making it a basic needs uh, because this is if this is the future of how we do business and we live life. I think it's essential that we have decent infrastructure to make that accessible. Well, we have just
1: enough time for a bonus topic. But before we get there, I want to tell you about Devon Technologies. We're bringing you this episode of Clockwise uh, with Devon Think, the flagship product. Now, it's a professional document and information management application for the Mac that helps you collect, file, organize, edit, and annotate all kinds of documents without ever leaving the app. Listen to all those verbs. You can place live web pages like documents loaded in Google Docs seamlessly next to local files. You can organize those documents in groups and subgroups. You can tag them. You can do both. Whatever suits your workflow, it's all available there. Devon Think has a ton of of useful features. There are smart groups that let you create different views of your data. You can integrate AI assistance that will help you with filing and searching. You can archive all your email with the enhanced email archiver and scan your paper documents. I want this right now. There's flexible sync support for iCloud, for Dropbox, for any web dev server, and direct connections with Everything securely encrypted. You can create smart rules and add flexible reminders to any document. And they even let non programmers easily automate many parts of the workflow so you can delegate the boring repeating tasks to DevonThink. And 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 DevonThink 3 has a beautiful modernized user interface and dark mode support. Plus, its iOS companion app uh, is fantastic so you can take DevonThink on the go plus a completely rewritten web interface that makes it ideal for small to medium-sized teams. You out there can get 10% off this awesome technology, Devon Think 3, or upgrade to it right now. You just head to devontechnologies.com slash clockwise, devontechnologies.com slash clockwise for 10% off, D-E-V-O-N, technologies.com slash clockwise. Thanks so much to Devon Technology for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. All right, my bonus question for you. What's your favorite savory snack food, Georgia Dow?
2: So I'm, I'm going all the way to the most unhealthy savory snack because I have a whole bunch that are kind of healthy. But if it was that one that I know is not in any way, shape or form good for me, it would be like cheesy poofs, like those little tiny orange, cheesy, puffy, filled with oil Delicious snack that if they are in a bowl, there is no way that I cannot <laughs> at least have. And I would say one, but that's a lie. I will have to have at least one handful, probably two. Yes. And I know that they're killing me on the inside, but God, they're so tasty. They are and so tasty. I, yeah, the, you know, these are the stuff that you could, you could eat these anywhere, anywhere. Maybe not like in the shower because they disintegrate. I don't oh, know wow. why I know Call that. calling
0: me out, Georgia Dow. <laughs>
2: I was just eluding. Just eluding.
0: Wow. I used to love those things, but yeah, I haven't had them in years because they're terrible.
1: Don't do it, Dan. You'll be hooked.
0: <laughs> I actually found uh, recently a brand of these like whole grain pretzels that are really good and they're made locally uh, in, in the Boston area. So that made me feel even better about it. But it's got the right amount of crunch and like slightly multi grainy flavor and salt. And that's yeah, just perfect. It's just perfect. Mateo?
3: So, my favorite is a Singaporean snack uh, from a brand called Irvins. It's salted egg fish skins. Shit. So, <laughs> this s- you're, on
2: your own, you're on your own, Matteo. You're on your own.
3: Um, apparently I'm not. I mean, these are really, really popular, not only in Southeast Asia, but they're starting to slip into Amazon here in Europe. Whilst we were reorganizing our, our uh, food cupboard the other day, uh, just to make sure we had what we needed, we found a, a bag of of salted egg fish skins. They are delicious. They're savory with a bit of sweetness, and the fish, you don't taste the fish that much. It's all about the salted egg.
2: <laughs> I might need to see a link. I might need to see a link because I might just try these.
1: Okay. My snack... Um there's a company called Beanfields, and they make chips out of beans. Uh, they are a gluten-free snack, which is why I uh, really like them. But they make Beanfields chips in all different flavors, and they have like a nacho flavor that's just like Doritos, but it's made with beans. I'm not going to lie to you. They have, uh, the the bag is 5.5 ounces, 156 grams. I can eat all bag of Beanfield's chips in one sitting because they're so good. Oh, boy. I'm thinking about them now. They're sold out locally and so I'm kind of disappointed. But anyway, uh, thank you all for those answers so that we can all uh, longingly look at our pantries and maybe add some of these to them. Uh, I may or may not have a Cheesy Poofs uh, (laughs) tub on top of my refrigerator right now. But uh, it is time to say goodbye to our awesome guests uh georgia dow thank you so
0: much for being here with us today
2: thank you so much for having me
0: and mateo doni thank you so much for being here
3: thank you for having me it's been a pleasure
0: and micah let's crack open our savory snacks and uh go off and eat them until next week when we'll be back but until then we remind everybody listening out there watch what you say and keep washing your hands bye everybody